the bronze You know I can't recall The worn out tape of Chrysler do Lonely women and bad dudes Seem to be the only friends I've left it all Now, for anyone who doesn't know, that's the Garth Brooks song, Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old. Seems to be my anthem these days. But anyways, and that was the first time I ever heard the name Chris Liddell, and I was intrigued. The cowboy in the song was broke, flat broke, stony broke, totally broke, and yet, he had spent his meagre money on a cassette. A cassette that he'd played so much, it was now worn out. Thanks to that one line, in my mind anyways, Chris Ledoux belonged in the upper echelon of country music singers. At the time, I knew very little about country music or its stars. I'd heard of Johnny Cash and Kenny Rogers, but probably only knew a song or two of theirs. To me, people like Charlie Daniels and Randy Travis were one-hit wonders, and I'd never heard of Reba McIntyre, George Strait, or even George Jones. And I made the assumption that Chris was one of those, a huge country star that I'd never heard of. During those days, our national TV broadcaster, RTE, was broadcasting CMT Europe during the day. And this was helping me get familiar with all these artists. And sure enough, there was a Chris Ledoux song on the rotation. This is that song. For Your Love, and it's a nice energetic number with a video to match, and it comes from the album Under This Old Hat. I tracked down a copy of that album and found it full of great little tunes sung in a laid-back style by a singer that had tons of charisma in his delivery. He just came across as a down-to-earth guy that you'd love to have a beer with as you listen to his stories. The songs in the album had a western flair, a couple of the best being written by Chris himself, one of which is a great duet with uh, Charlie Daniels. Okay, let's give that a listen too. Well, now cowboys love the ladies They like beans and sourdough Good horses and hot black coffee And campfires burning low You know we love that cowboy music But I'll bet you didn't know That even cowboys like just a little rock and roll The most intriguing part of it all was inside in the booklet that came with the CD. There was a list of 24 more albums that the man had made. And at that point, I still didn't know any of Chris Ledoux's amazing story. Let's go back to that Garbrook song for a second. By the time I heard it, it was about two years old. It was actually Garth's debut single. And the thing is, when he sang about Chris Ledoux, I wasn't the only person who wondered who he was. 
It turns out at the time, the majority of the country record buying public had never heard of him either. Even though at that point he'd released something like 22 albums. And that's because he wasn't on any record label. All of those albums were self-releases. Chris Ledoux was an honest-to-God, real-life cowboy. He made his living on the rodeo circuit, and he was damn good at it too, but even the good ones struggle to make a living off it, and you add in downtime due to injury, and it becomes almost impossible. During one of those times he was off recovering from an injury, he picked up a guitar, wrote a few songs about what was in his heart, so in other words, rodeo life, recorded it in his parents' basement with a few friends, and started to sell cassettes of it from the back of his truck. The songs he wrote struck a chord with his fellow rodeo riders, and pretty soon, most of them had a worn-out tape of Chris in their trucks. As time went on, Chris's injuries mounted until he finally realised he had to hang up his spurs and focus on the guitar instead. By now, he'd built up a strong cult following on the rodeo circuit, and he was selling out concerts at the rodeo shows, and was making more, mo- excuse me, more money from music about rodeo than he ever had competing in it. Despite all this success though, Nashville never came home. Chris was pure Western, and Nashville was focusing on country and trying to ignore the anti-Western part. When Gart sung about him though, he could no longer be ignored, and Nashville finally took him on board, with Chris winding up in the same record label as Gart. It's hard to say those record execs finally got it right when all they did was take a singer who already had a huge following and just open them up to a larger audience so they could make money off it. Still not. It meant Chris got to work with some top-notch producers and musicians, and was then able to polish up the sound he'd already created. Thankfully, he'd been around enough to have faith in his music and never seemed to compromise to fit into the Nashville scene, and he kept recording the Western theme music that had landed him the record deal. And what great music it was. It had changed a lot over the years though. I remember coming across two of his early releases on a wet Saturday buried in the back of the music store and the excitement as I rushed to get home and give them a listen and then the utter confusion when I did get to listen to them as I tried to figure out was this actually the Chris Ledoux I knew and loved? He sounded so different on those early recordings but it still had that truth and charisma that stayed throughout his recording career. By the time he got into Nashville, the sound had evolved, and thankfully, all the move to a big label did was polish it up a little bit. Now, I'd love to say I was a purist who hated a soulless, polished sound, but to be honest, I like a bit of polish on the music, as long as the heart was still there, which it was in spades with Chris. Each big label album was sprinkled with Chris's originals, most of which were re-recordings of songs he had written and recorded early on but he now updated them with a new confidence, but still with that same infectious earnestness he had brought to his singing. He always included songs from his own musical heroes too. We've already heard the first one he did with Charlie Daniels, where he did one of Chris's songs. He did a second duet with Charlie, this time covering one of Charlie's own songs. Here, let's give that a listen to As a coastal barranca, swift as the wind blowing free, with two eyes like firebrands that glow in the night, 
Somewhere up there he's waiting for me And he knows that I'm coming for him And I just can't rest till I find That red and black stallion who wears no man's brand With a wild restless spirit like mine They call him love the sound of that song just the atmosphere it conveys again another song about obsession how many songs are and obviously the obsession in this is the cowboy wanting to break that wild stallion so pure country definitely cannot say that Chris wasn't a cowboy true and true that's what he knew that's what he sang about great great song Charlie does a good job too they had their chance one by one he didn't forget about the artist who helped get him to the big league either, and he had what was probably his biggest hit with Garth Brooks, another good tune. A little bit of western swing of this. And I can tell you never had one for your own. Oh, you never been around one Now you're thinking that you found one Well, it might be kind of fun to take him home You giggle every time that they I say They just sound like they're singing that with a big smile on their face, don't they? Just pure, fun, happy, good time music hers. Buckles, boots, and spurs But that's feeling you'll get over, over Cause what you gonna do with a cowboy he also made a couple of choices that, at first glance, were strange, like doing the Bruce Springsteen song and the John Bon Jovi song. Covering songs from such well-known performers is always a risk for any singer. Covers in general can be a minefield. Do a more or less straight cover and the question is asked, why did you even bother? Change it too much and you can get hatred from fans of the original. The songs Chris picked were not two of the better-known songs by either artist. The Springsteen song being tougher than the rest, and the John Bon Jovi song being bang a drum. They may not be songs that are well known, but they were songs I liked even before Chris got his hands on them, which meant for me there was something to lose if he didn't do a good job of them. Thankfully, they were obviously songs Chris picked because they spoke to him, and not because the record label made him record to open sales. With both songs, Chris brought his earnest believability and made them so much better that. And I went back to the originals, they sounded even better to me because Chris's versions had helped me hear a bit more of the song. I could talk about them all day and not get across what I mean, so let's give them a listen too. We'll go with the originals first, so here's Bruce and Tougher Than The Rest. So the 
song itself comes from Bruce's um, Tunnel of Love album, which was his follow-up to the massive hit that was Born in the USA. So Born in the USA obviously defined kind of the early 80s for a lot of people. It was a massive, massive record, huge success for Bruce Springsteen, and turned him into this big stadium rocker. Um, and it, it, it was full of songs like that that felt like they were stadium rock songs, upbeat, happy. And yet, Bruce Springsteen, he's a singer-songwriter at heart. He's a rocker, but he's a singer-songwriter. So when you listen to his lyrics, there's so much there. They're not light, bubbly, throwaway songs. They're full of meaning. And I often got the sense when that album came out, the, the second one, Tunnel of Love album came out, that it was almost a reaction to the success of Born in the USA because that kind of got away from Bruce. That became such a huge hit that a lot of those songs became anthems for people's lives. And news wrongly, like for years, Born in the USA was used as this pro-American, yeah, we're a great song, and yet the lyrics are the exact opposite. They're all about the bad things in American society. So on the, tough, the Tunnel of Love album, he kind of toned things down a little and was a lot more downbeat. This song is a perfect example of it. It's about old love. It's not two kids, fresh love, puppy love, madly in love. It's about two people who've been around the block a few times, they've had their heart broken, just had it broken again, but they haven't given up. They're still looking, and he's coming up to her and saying, look, you've been hurt, I've been hurt, but maybe you still got a shot here because I'm a little bit tougher than the rest. And the way I say I was gonna say the way Bruce sings it, but really he almost growls it. It's it's real again, low key. So it just feels like okay, we're going for it, but we're not gonna expect much. We'll give it a shot. But we're we're too world weary to really get caught up in this and we'll just see how it works out. We haven't quite given up, but we're close. So it does feel kind of sad overall. It feels like blue song, not a happy upbeat, even though life's beating us down, we're still going to go get a kind of song, no flag waving or any kind of energy to it in a way, we haven't given up, but we're close, that's the way Bruce sings it, so that's the kind of feel, the vibe I get off it when I listen to Bruce sing it, now, let's have a listen to Chris. Straight away it sounds a little more hopeful, doesn't it? Like it's just the melody is out front. Same melody, but now it's out front thanks to that arrangement. Well, it's Saturday night You're all dressed up in blue I've been watching you a while Maybe you've been watching me too And thanks to Chris's voice, the grittiness so isn't gone. It still doesn't sound too bubbly and upbeat, like it hasn't lost the message. A little more hopeful, isn't it? Well, if you're looking for love, honey, I'm tougher than the rest. And that can be the danger when you take a song that's at the heart of it, a little downbeat, and try and give it a bit of life, a bit of your own stamp on it. You can lose the original message, the original meaning of it. I don't think Chris did that at all with his version of Tough and the Rest. But the difference here is, 
his old weary guy is more hopeful. He's not as close to giving up as Bruce is. He's still been around the block. He can hear that in his voice. So if you're looking for love, honey, I'm tougher than the rest. But this guy's more hopeful. This guy isn't close to giving up. He's going into this with more open eyes. But there's still bright eyes. He still wants this to work. He still feels that connection that he would have felt probably with his first love. Just that little bit happier, that little more upbeat, without going crazy. Chris's version because in general I'd be a more hopeful person than myself I try to look at the positive not the negative even when I get down try and figure out where is the good in this because if you don't life gets on top of you so it's great just to hear that yes life is still tough but don't give up things are going to get better that's kind of the difference between the Bruce version and the Chris Ledoux version for me anyways both great versions I love both versions of these songs, but I default to Chris's these days. That's kind of the one that went with me. So the other one he did was a John Bon Jovi song. Let's get this one going. comes from the Blaze of Glory album, which was like a companion album to the movie Young Guns 2. Um, originally they wanted John Bon Jovi to do, well, what they wanted to do was to take his song Wanted Dead or Alive and use it in the soundtrack, and he was like, no, 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 the song doesn't suit it. And he rewrote it, and it became Blaze of Glory. And he did a whole album then, based around the themes of the movie and, and scenes and the characters in the movie. So the, the title track became a big hit, and the rest of the album did okay for him. I don't think there was any more hit songs off it. But this is a song that at the time caught my ear. I liked it. It's, it is definitely more country than the stuff he was doing with the band. It was a solo effort. It wasn't a Bon Jovi record. It was a John Bon Jovi record. And definitely because it's for a Western movie, Young Guns 2 being about Billy the Kid, he, he took some country influences into it. But obviously, at the same time, hasn't lost his rock roots. There's still that loud drum in it, and in his vocals, good singer. He's a great singer. But in his vocals, he's still singing to a stadium, isn't he? You, you can hear him. That's not a guy in a studio singing. That's still a guy standing up in front of a big stadium crowd like he was used to, and yelling out the lyrics. You know, energy, loads of energy.
nice message to the song as well. It's all about individuality and just being your own person. And it's a great song. I love this. Okay, let's move on and have a listen to how Chris handles it. takes a song, the lyrics come foremost, they're the bits that make you get sucked into the song. So like I said, not big differences, they're, both songs are very similar to the originals, Chris just put his own identity on them, sung them his own way. And then because he did that, I listened to them a little bit more, and then when I went back to the originals, I heard them a little bit more. And that's what good covers should be, that's what good covers should be. Now, as much as he brought to the songs he covered, it was his original composition, com- compositions even, the, that were the highlights of each album. You, you were waiting for Chris's songs. His big label debut album, Western Underground, opened and closed with songs he had written. This one that's just playing there now, Riding for a Fall, being my favorite of that album. Just listen to this. Last night you told her You could never hold her Cause cowboys just got to be free Her heart was breaking Yours was aching But you saddled up the 
follow your dreams Coffee on your campfire Wind through the barbed wire It's all about that crossroads we all reach at some time in our lives where we have to make up our minds do we give up our freedom to settle down. The cowboy in the song chose his freedom at first but soon realised even though he was riding tall he was riding for a farm. Chris used the western imagery to get his message across beautifully and that was what he did with all his songs. At the end of the day it didn't matter where the song came from originally whether it was a Chris Ledoux original, a cover of someone else's song, or one that came from the Nashville Song Machine, Chris brought his own brand of believability to every song he sang. Any of his albums are well worth checking out, and there are some excellent compilation albums out there too. If I was to pick one as a starting point though, it would be the album he released in 2000, just simply entitled Cowboy. For that album, he delved deep into his back catalogue and re-recorded 11 of his songs that were fan favourites. Unlike his other big label re-recordings though, he didn't try to update them or change them. Instead, he just played them as he would have back then if he had the same quality recording equipment available. That album is just so pure, a perfect representation of who Chris was. Sadly, Chris is no longer with us. He had his first health scare after the Cowboy album was released when his liver started to fail, requiring a transport for him to survive. He seemed to recover from that just fine, going back into the studio even and releasing two more albums. But in 2004, he was diagnosed with cancer, and this time he lost the battle. He lived a full life though. He was a champion rodeo cowboy. He was also a sculptor. He raised a family. His son Ned actually started up a good music career of his own. And of course, he was a great musician who has left hours of great music for us to enjoy. Make sure you don't let that music go to waste. Go on, give it a listen. There we go. I just wanted to tell you about Chris Ledoux. That's this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you can follow me on Facebook, Country Music Musings. You got me on Twitter, Country Music Musings. And you find the podcast through Podomatic or on iTunes. Until then, enjoy yourselves some good country music.